Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games and this week at basketball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 187, and we are reviewing, uh, recapping the um, DePaul Blue Demons basketball game uh, where they took on number eight ranked uh, Xavier Musketeers uh, in some uh, exciting Big East college basketball action. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, it is number episode 187, and it's Jack's guy this week. So, Jack, who you got? I got Samuel L. Jackson. No, no, I'm kidding. You ever <laughs> see? You ever see 187? The movie I, 187. I did see 187, like not okay. right when it came out, but like a little bit afterwards, like on HBO or something. And I, yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised, actually. Sure. Yeah, it's like a teacher movie, which surprised me. <laughs> it is, yeah. A teacher. It, yeah, in the style of The Principal, which I feel like I talked about maybe just like an episode or two ago. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, an episode, like a story where a teacher gets wrapped up in like gangs and murder and stuff, yep. basically, right? Yep, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if, what, if that's sending a great message, but um, yeah, I've never, I Jack, I'm happy to say as a teacher, um, I've never been like, you know... <laughs> Faced with like, uh, you know, murderous threats or like covering of murder or solving a murder. So, yeah. Sure. Well, you know, Samuel L. Jackson was probably in his 40s when he made that movie. So, you know, it's there's still time for you. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, okay. So, yeah, 187. Uh, uh, my 187 guy is Bobby Higginson. Mm. Um, he ended his career with 187 home runs. Uh, I always, uh, always like Bobby Higginson. I feel like he's uh, kind of a player that's been lost for the ages. A little bit. Uh, he was on some just some bad Tigers team. So he played his whole career for the Tigers from 1995 to 2005. Um, he never played on a winning team. The Tigers made the World Series in 2006. So he, he missed out on that. Uh, he retired at the age of 34. Um, I, I think he just had some injury issues and he, he couldn't play anymore. So he, he played only 10 games in 2005 and then he was done. Um, but he was a good player, though. He also never made any All-Star teams, but he had a, a, two, a 2000 season. He had 300 with 30 home runs and 102 RBIs. 1997, he had 299, 27 homers, 101 RBIs. And he hit 320 in 1996 and over 400 at-bats. So this guy had some really good years. I feel like today the guy would be – those numbers would be like top 10 MVP voting um, just with the way that hitting is in the league. But, you know, not back in the early 2000s and, and late 90s. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have got like a seven-year, $170 million contract. Yeah, uh, no, a- absolutely. Uh, lucky for him, he did make $52 million in his career. Uh, so that was kind of right when ball players were really starting to make a lot of money. And so even a guy like Bobby Higginson could make that much, which is uh, which is good for him. Um, that was right. 1995, which is when he, he debuted, was also kind of right around the time that I, I started following baseball. It was right around the time I started following. So mm-hmm. if I had been a Tigers fan, I feel like he probably would have been my favorite Tigers player. Um, I'm sure there's a, a whole generation of people um, my age who who feel that way about him who are Tiger fans. So even though he's he's been largely forgotten, I think, in the annals of baseball, uh, he was a pretty good player. 272 career average with 187 home runs. Not bad. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that uh, he he's part of that that era where I kind of like lost track of baseball for mm-hmm. a few years. So I think like by the time I got back into it, I like I think he was a name that I heard, but I never really kind of I wasn't following close enough to just put him in the right um, context, I guess, of like good sure. players. Um, I It's funny, though, because I will say like, you know, people say like, you know, uh, you know, why don't players stay with teams their whole career? And like you know, why are they jumping around? And like you know, you know, they should stay with the team. Should keep them. Well, I feel like Bobby Higginson's a good example of like <laughs> an argument against that. Because like <laughs> this poor bastard like had a a pretty decent career, but never got to like celebrate anything as a as a major leaguer. And it's like maybe maybe he, he should have went to the Yankees and signed you know and won a won a ring or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, instead he just like kind of wasted away in Detroit a little bit. So, um, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Uh, 
uh, ten ten seasons of playing and not being on a winning team is actually hard to do. Um, yeah. So uh, good for him. Here's but, an, here's an yeah. interesting thing about Bobby Higginson too that I'm looking at in from his baseball reference. He was born in Philadelphia, went to high school in Philadelphia, went to Temple. Uh, for college in Philadelphia, yep. then get drafted by the Phillies in 1991 in the 18th round, but elected to go back to school and then got drafted by the uh, Tigers. So I'm like, I wonder if he would have, I wonder if he regrets not signing with the Phillies, uh, even if it was in the 18th round. Uh, yeah, he didn't, didn't exactly, uh, you know, improve his stock much. And you'd think a right. kid like that would have been thrilled to have been drafted by his hometown team. Right. Yeah, but- totally. Um, maybe maybe they tried to give him the hometown discount on a signing bonus. I don't know, but um, yeah, Bobby Higginson though, uh, just kind of a no frills no frills guy. Um, and uh, yeah, glad to see he had 187 homers, so I could pick him. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Well, there you go, Bobby Higginson. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Jack, uh, we um, I feel like this was you know in this 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 game was definitely in your wheelhouse that we went to here. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, we, we picked a good one to, to go to. Um, there had kind of been three that we'd had our eye on uh, for DePaul. Um, we chose to do a DePaul game because we haven't been to one yet. Uh, the only college uh, Chicago college team that we haven't seen now outside of Chicago State, I don't even know if you can go to their home games, <laughs> is uh, uh, Loyola. So DePaul was, uh, DePaul was kind of easy picking, so we went to that. Uh, we had our eye on the UConn, Xavier, or Marquette games. Um, yeah, the Xavier, Xavier game interested me. Um, Marquette, uh, always plays very poorly at DePaul and I felt like I'd have a little too much skin in the game. So Xavier seemed about right. They were trending upwards. And by the time they played DePaul, they were number eight in the country. I think they had won 11 or 12 games in a row. So they were, they were one of the hottest teams in the country. Um, and they were due for a stinker, which is, which is basically what happened on January 18th. Yeah, um, and I'm looking at the the new rankings to see where they're where they're at now. But um, I mean, yeah, they're at I think they're at number thirteen now. Yeah. Um, uh, so they they did drop a little bit, not too much. Didn't you know this wasn't going to drop them out of the top twenty five or anything, losing a, a conference road game. But uh, not you know not a good loss for them. Um, this was uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. I think this was the second time we've done an event at the Wintrust Arena. I think the first one was that uh, that tournament of Chicago high school teams we did a few years back. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, and I was I at this point now. I feel like I've been to the Winchester a couple of times, but the other one mm-hmm. was I went uh, non podcast related to a AEW wrestling event uh, at the Wintrust. Um So it's a nice little stadium. I think we were talking about that when we first got in, and we were kind of just standing on the concourse, like watching the 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 court and the warm ups. Like it was, uh, you know, it's like it, it's a real stadium. It has an upper deck. Um, it's a great size for college basketball. Um, and, uh, but it's not too big. It's not too crazy. Um, and it's nicer than the, uh, Sears center or whatever. I think it's called like the wow center now or some Mm -hmm. crazy shit. So, um, yeah, it's just a really cool stadium and it's, um, it's even not even that hard to get to. It's like, it's, it's not the, it's not completely easy to get to, but it's not that bad. Um, and so I don't know, it's a cool, cool little stadium that, you know, opened up in whatever the last five years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it certainly is. Uh, I, uh, I got there a little bit before you, um, I took the green line there and, uh, this, uh, I, I tried, I went in through security, um, and I, I tried, I tried like hell to take everything out of my pockets, but security <laughs> was like, no, no, come on through, just, just come on through. Um, I, I, and I still, I still can't get used to not taking things out of my pockets when I, when I walk through those metal detectors, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand how they work, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I guess maybe they have cameras in them that they can see everything in your pocket or there's certain things that will like, you know, if, like, like the, when I thought the, the pencil lead, like set it off, like if, if there's a sh- certain degree of sharpness that things are, and then they ask you to take stuff out. I don't know. Did, did you experience that when you walked up as well? Um, I'm trying to think like, yeah, I don't, I don't recall I feel like I didn't, it didn't phase me. Like, so I, I, I know I didn't try to like take anything out of my pockets, I guess. And I just kind of came through, but yeah, maybe. So, um, I'm, I'm in schools and stuff, you know? And so like, I'm familiar with, um, I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's like, I forget what it's called now. It's, it's one of those things where it's called by the manufacturer. It's like the expo machine or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called though, but uh, Wrigley field has it. And so, like, yeah, for the last couple of years at Wrigley, you haven't had to empty your pockets. And, yeah, I think it just it it can spot like 
um, like shapes basically in your pockets, which is kind of fucked up because I don't know what kind of technology that's doing if it's like, you know, zonking you with radiation or something. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think they just look for shapes um, uh, in your pockets. And, and, you know, if they don't see anything like, you know, that flags a certain thing that, that you're good. Um, I will say, Jack, if you're still feeling weird about you know, not emptying your pockets. Don't worry. There's always a guaranteed rate field. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're never going to upgrade their system. So you'll, no. you'll be emptying your pockets there well into, you know, your retirement age. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah. So we, we got there uh, with, with plenty of time to spare. Um, there was probably 60, 70 minutes uh, to go even before the game uh, started. So there were uh, some players warming up for both teams. Um, we were kind of more on the Xavier side, so uh, they, we got to see some of their guys warm up. We should say that Xavier has a, had a player named Colby Jones. Uh, they have a player named Colby Jones who is projected to be a uh, first-round pick. They're kind of projecting him in the 20s on the first round, not quite the lottery. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a guard. He's about 6'5", 6'6". Uh, he can shoot. He can put it on the floor. Uh, he had, a, he had a, a, just a garbage game uh, mm-hmm. uh, when, when we saw him. But uh, he was there, so we were watching him warm up a little bit. He was the only guy taking shots for a while, so we were we were wondering, like, are, do they just not let anybody shoot while he's shooting? Um, uh, it was unclear. But uh, Xavier was warming up on our side, and then DePaul was, was on the other side. And, you know, Jeremy, you commented, and I had to agree, that, that DePaul just looked like they had just these shitty warm-ups it's like their warm-ups just look like white t-shirts with nothing on them um, I, the, and then they had their they had their blue sh- blue basketball shorts yeah i mean they they were they were white t-shirts they were like they were they were like under armor i guess like so some of them were like maybe like those that form fitting or whatever but like yeah some of them were just like white tank tops some of them were like white t-shirts and like no print on them whatsoever like not even a depaul like i thought maybe it might have had like white on white like depaul where you could barely read it but i was like no i don't think it even has that it was just like some schlub they just look like schlubs walking around with like white t-shirts tucked into like these bright blue pants and i'm like it's not a good look it's not intimidating it's not like um prestigious or anything like it just looked pretty crappy like if you saw a guy at the gym dressed like that you'd be like yeah, it's just some regular schmo. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. Unfortunately, since since DePaul um, entered the Big East along with uh, Marquette and a few other teams from Conference USA back, and I think it was two thousand five, um, DePaul has just just been the joke of the Big East. Basically, they've just they've always been terrible. Um, they've always been a bottom feeder, except maybe for their first year or two when they were in the conference. After that, it was just like the bottom fell out. They've had years where I don't think they won any games, or like Marquette was the only team they beat. Um, so they, uh, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a rough going for them. They, they're on at least their, maybe their fourth coach since they entered the Big East. So they have Tony Stubblefield. They just hired him last year from, uh, he was an assistant coach at Oregon. So, um, it's been rough times. Um, and, and the stadium, uh, when we were there, there was basically nobody there, but, uh, we were trying to, trying to think how many people were there. Did you ever see an actual uh, attendance number for this? Yeah, I did. Give me one. You yeah. said it was about like. 3,000 people or something? 4, I, I think 000? I estimated like about 3,000, yeah. Yeah, What? Um. Yeah. I got the screenshot here. Let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. Yeah, sure. Um, huh. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, so uh, they reported 4,252. Okay. Um, and the capacity is 10,387, so they said it's 41%. It was 41% capacity. All right, yeah, yeah. It seemed roughly maybe a little less than half full, so I, I guess that sounds about right. Yeah, that didn't seem like 4,000-plus people, though. But um, anyway, we uh, we walked around the uh, – just walked around the stadium a little bit, um, took a stroll. Uh, we, we were kind of lamenting the fact that neither one of us had brought, uh, brought a Sharpie because we were like, you know, should we try to get some autographs after the game at the Xavier bus? Jeremy was telling me that he'd seen the Xavier bus as he was walking to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we would end up getting back to that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we stopped by uh, this one table where they had rosters of uh, DePaul, and so we both we both got a roster. I think Jeremy, you uh, you do you have yours on you right now? Yeah, it, it was. It's like a it's like a eight by ten like uh, card stock. Like it almost looks like a program, but it's just one sheet. Um, and so on one side it has like the team picture, and then like a um, a QR code where you can scan for like in game stats, schedule, roster, etc. And then on the back it has like the headshots with the names and the the numbers. So, but it's yeah. only for DePaul. There was no Xavier accompaniment to it 
No, no, there, there was not. Um, and we, we would have gladly taken that. It would have give, given us something to get autographs on. Um, but we were, we were walking around looking for that, and then we uh, came to the guest services station. Now, Jeremy and I know that at White Sox games, um, if you're looking to get some kind of roster, a scorecard, you can go up to guest services and get it. So we figured it was a long shot, but if there was anywhere we were going to find an Xavier, uh, an Xavier anything, it would be at guest services. Um, so we... Uh, we went up to the stand, and, and I asked them if they had anything, and they said no. But the, the lady was, was working there, and when, when, she, when she said no to me, I almost couldn't hear her over the sound of the lunch meat that, was just, that she was just consuming. Um, it, was, it was kind of ridiculous, Jeremy. Like, it, was, it was probably 7 o'clock at night, and she was just sitting there eating like a big uh, hero sandwich. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's like, why... Um, you know, it's unprofessional, I think, you know, it, 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 uh, period. Well, okay. So I, I even want to put a finer point on, on this situation because I don't even think the person who responded to you was the person with the, with the lunch meat. I think it was <laughs> someone standing. There were three people in the booth. There was like a, a man, a woman, and like a, like a teenage girl. It looked like, I mean, maybe she was like a freshman. Like, I mean, yeah, she still could have been a teenager, but like, you know, they seemed like they were like, DePaul students, I'm guessing. Sure. And maybe two, maybe maybe one was, and uh, the girl with the lunch meat, and then the other two were like Wintrust employees. But I don't even think the the person with the lunch meat responded to you. Like, but this person, and and I also don't even know if she had a hero sandwich with her. I think it seemed like she just had like a tu- a tub of like lunch meat with no bread or anything. <laughs> it was really weird. It would like. It was not like someone eating like a sub sandwich. It just it looked like it looked like someone was like making a sandwich at the very least. If there was sure. bread there, I didn't see it, but they were at least constructing a sandwich. Like it was in progress. So like it wasn't even just it's like you buy like that thing of like Oscar Mayer turkey from like Target. It's like a tub and you just open it up and you make a sandwich. Like she just had like the loose lunch meat. It was very odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, bottom line, we didn't get uh, you know we didn't get any scorecard uh, uh, Xavier scorecard things. Rosters, um, yeah. One thing that yeah uh, our headshots. One thing that was cool though is we passed the uh, the camera pit and we could kind of see the guy uh, who was going to be filming. I, I think the game was on was on Fox Sports uh, One, um, but uh, we passed the camera guy and and I didn't know this, Jeremy. You said you'd seen this before, but they actually mm-hmm. give the camera guys uh, uh, like eight the eight by ten cards with all the guys' uh, headshots on them so they know which guy to zoom in on when they, they ask for it in the booth. Yeah, similar to the back of, like, our, um, this, like, DePaul one-pager thing. Like, it has, like, the guys' headshots and, like, their number and name. So, like, yeah, like, I think if someone says get a shot of this guy, if the guy doesn't know who he is automatically, they can they can do a quick reference. And so, like, yeah, I've seen it at, like, a Bulls timberwolves game back uh like several years ago now in in minnesota and like i've seen it at other i think the i think cubs uh you know cameramen have it too so we'll have to you'll have to look for that like when we're at wrigley next time but i'm I'm pretty sure like most sports broadcasts like use that system somehow nice that's uh yeah that's cool um just a little uh little detail that i i never i never really thought about in all the sports I've, i've watched um uh, one thing for DePaul too, uh, it's surprising. I, I guess maybe they uh, they skimp on the uh, uh, warm-ups for their players. Uh, maybe that some of that money goes to who they ha- have as their public address announcer. <laughs> um, but they have Gene Honda uh, is DePaul's public address announcer. Um, you know, the hardest-working man in Chicago. He does uh, Blackhawks games, DePaul games, and uh, uh, White, White Sox, Sox games, obviously. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, uh, uh, a week and a half ago, whenever we went to the uh, Cubs convention— um, uh, Wayne Mesmer uh, sang the national anthem before the red carpet ceremony, and he said, "Close your eyes and imagine yourself. Uh, imagine it's a, a warm July day at the stadium. The wind is blowing. Blah blah blah. You know, he set he set the scene. You could almost, if you were sitting in the arena like we were, Jeremy, just just close your eyes and listen to Gene Honda read advertisements for Diet Pepsi and McDonald's, and you, you might you might think you were at a White Sox game." Yeah, it took me it took me to there too. Just like the like the the going on of like the different sponsors and whatnot, and just reading like a little you know like for that deep down thirst quencher Gatorade, try Gatorade. You know, just reading his whole <laughs> list of like advertisements before the game. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, I, Jack, you know that 
you bring up a good point about the the warm up jerseys because did I believe uh, what is the word out on the street about Gene Honda? He's a very he's a very selfish he's, man. Apparently, he's a very selfish man. You know, <laughs> which is that I love it, man. That's so that's so funny to me. Um, I can I can see it. So he he, had, uh, they, he probably had the option to be they they came to him like the 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 sports direct the athletic director probably came to Gene Honda and said Gene listen the players would love to get some new warm ups if would you mind taking a pay cut and he was like no I'm sorry <laughs> I will not I will not do that yeah yeah right that's like the opposite of Tom Brady taking a pay cut on the Patriots to get <laughs> to get better players exactly um yeah he's uh he's got a few stylistic things that he does for basketball games um. Uh, you know, like when a player is at the line for two shots, uh, this is an old DePaul player, but it'll be like at the line, at the line for DePaul, Billy Garrett Jr. for two shots. Um, there was also a time when a guy was going to got a, had a chance for a four point play, um, after hitting a three and he's like, he'll go to the line for the four point play. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's good to hear him, um, and he's a pro, but I, I don't really feel like his style plays super well to basketball, but maybe that's just because I'm so used to him at White Sox games. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I uh, uh, we both went down to get some uh, refreshments. Um, I, needed a, uh, I needed something to drink, so I went down to get a, a, a soda, and uh, uh, in line, uh, the people before me, it was a dad and like a, a, just like a six-year-old kid, and I was trying to get back to my seat, Jeremy, because, like, you know, there was about 20 minutes before the game, and we I think we both just wanted to get up individually so we could leave our, our coats at the seats and stuff yeah. um, with the other guy. And so uh, the, the dad and this kid, like, you know, he's got to pay with a credit card for his, for his stuff, but, like, he gives the credit card to the kid, and the kid's, like, reaching over and trying to put the credit card into, like, the yeah. slot. And it was just like, come on, dude. Jesus fucking Christ, man. There's, like, five people in line. Are you really going to let your little kid do that? I know it's I know it's fun for the little kid to swipe that, but like you know, we're, some of us are trying to get back to our seats here. Yeah, the dad wasn't. I was. I, I saw this note, and I was assumed the dad was like, you know, putting away some diapers or something, or like <laughs> preoccupied or something. But he just did it for fun. Yeah, because like probably his kid his kid likes to likes to swipe the credit card yeah. and stuff. But it took it took the kid like twice as long because the kid was real short. And he had to reach his arm up to like oh, put man. the thing in, and he was kind of doing it blind because he couldn't see all the way over there. And the dad yeah. was just, the dad was just letting this happen. I mean, I, I could yeah. understand if he was at a uh, like a store where there was nobody else there in the middle yeah. of the day. But yeah, come on, totally. man! Like you're in, you're at a, a, a freaking basketball game. People are trying to get back to their seats. Yeah, that is not the place or the time. <laughs> I, no. I would have went ballistic. I think. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty annoying. What did what did you uh, end up getting? Um, so I went down there <clears throat> and yeah, so I, so Jack got back, I went down and, um, I probably should have, we probably should have just went at the same time because mm. like, I didn't really anticipate the crowd, uh, increasing by the time I went down there, but I swear to God, like the crowd, like quadrupled by the time I got down there. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was a little chaotic and I was trying to get back and I don't know, it was like 10 minutes before tip off or something. And I wanted to get back. Um, <clears throat> I got in one line, there was like two lines and like one seemed like, not a good line so so i got in this other line but that line was like i realized that after standing there for a couple of minutes that it was like four times as long as the first line that i passed by so i just jumped back into that first line and i got in right away pretty much um i got yeah i ended up getting like this hot dog combo like i kind of had a taste for a hot dog but i wanted they had fries and the fries actually looked good i kind of wanted fries and i i was really thirsty and i wanted like a big drink and like the hot, like uh, a burger and fries was like $13. And then like the drink was another like $7 on top of it or something like that. But the hot dog combo was $13 for chips, a drink and a hot dog. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll do that from a price standpoint. And then she pulls out the cup and like the cup is like micro. It's like a little kid's size soda. Um, and it was just like, I was, I was bummed. I made the, I made a bad choice basically. Well, no, no you fries, said the hot but. dog was good, but you take one slurp of that soda and it's, it's gone. It, it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it didn't last very long and I was still thirsty and, uh, yeah, the hot dog was good, but, um, yeah, it was a bummer. So I ended up, I ended up having to go back at halftime and get more food, um, which I don't really, yeah, I, I could talk about it now. I suppose I ended up. <laughs> The, the, I will say the popcorn smelled pretty good, and I was tempted to get, like, you know, usually popcorn is not something that jumps out to me uh, at a game, but the popcorn was smelling pretty good. So I ended up, at halftime, I got popcorn and uh, a 20-ounce soda, um, 
And I, I got to say, I, this is like fast forwarding, but I, I wolfed down this popcorn and uh, I, I felt I, I, I didn't feel good afterwards. Like when I got home, I didn't I felt like nauseous. Like I didn't tell you about that, Jack, but I, I, I ate this popcorn too quick. Well, first of all, does anybody ever really feel good after they eat a bunch of popcorn at like a well, movie or a basketball game? Well, I don't know, because like. I, I don't think I've ever had issues with popcorn before. Like I, I've heard I so I had I felt like I had just recently heard that like popcorn can upset your stomach or whatever. Sure. And like I don't think I had ever experienced that. But um after Wednesday I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna get popcorn again at, at a movie theater or at a sporting event. It was just I did not feel I thought it was like sick sick. Like I thought I had like I thought I like it was like the COVID from the Cubs convention hitting me or something, but <laughs> but it was just like an upset stomach. I like, I yeah, I just I felt not good after all that. Was the popcorn as good as it smelled? Um, it was um no, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as it smelled, and like I think I only ate like half of it. Um uh and I left it there. I maybe would have brought it home, but we had like I kinda parked a few blocks away and I didn't wanna it was raining out and so I didn't really wanna bring it home so i it, the whole thing though it was it was not the best food night for me I, I i fucked up a couple times maybe call it <laughs> call it being out of out of practice you know in the winter months but sure. uh yeah i could have done better with the food for sure yeah well you know you didn't have a bunch of great options but uh yeah still yeah. um uh yeah we were uh we managed to sit next to some yahoos i guess we should kind of talk about where we were sitting um yeah we were sitting in the upper deck uh mid-court uh, we, they were great, fantastic seats. Yeah, um, they were direct. We were yeah. directly on like the half half court stripe. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like uh, sometimes with basketball arenas. I, I feel like this was sort of the way with the UIC arena, but the, the seats were all just like really far away. Um, at at Wintrust, you're sort of right on top of the action. Yeah. So you, you know, even though we were in the upper deck, Jeremy, you made the comment, and I would agree that it it almost looked like we were watching a game on TV, but we were there. Like we, we were that, we were exactly that angle that you get on TV. Um, but we were live. It was, it was really good. Yeah. I took some video of like the, the tip off and like it, you know, it looks like TV footage. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you had, you had some real dumbasses sitting right to your left. Yeah. So that's the one thing is like, you know, it, it was also nice because the upper deck was pretty sparsely populated, but of course, like we were walking up to our seats and there was like a group of people like right in front of us. I think we were like, I think we were right behind them and then, or maybe they were right, maybe they were right behind us, but we sat down in our seats and of course they sat directly behind us. Mm-hmm. And that was a bummer. Cause I'm like, man, there's so much space here. It's like, why are these people directly behind us? But I also didn't want to move cause like I liked our seats. Um, and I should mention, I got them off of the same website where I got the white, where I get our white Sox tickets and we, we paid significantly under, um, face value for them. So that was cool too. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, you can get a cheap ticket to DePaul, like including fees. So, um, that's another nice thing about this whole excursion, but we had the people behind us. Yeah. To my left, there was like this group of like eight people or something that came in and, um, they, they ended up doing piggyback. So the guy did this thing, um, kind of like it happens at baseball games where like the people start going, they try to, they go in the aisle without like kind of assessing the situation and it usually leads to kind of chaos and something getting messed up. And so they started coming in. I, I had like my, the, the little scorecard thing on the ground, like just to the left of me. And you know, if I had time to see how far this guy was coming into the row, I would have picked it up. And this idiot just steps on it. He just walks in and steps right on it. And like, whatever i guess maybe i wouldn't care under certain circumstances but we had already discussed about possibly getting autographs so i'm like i certainly don't want to get this thing fucking signed if with a big fucking shoe print on it (laughs) from some idiot um if it was a shoe print from a non-idiot i would have let it go a little more but (laughs) considering that he was also a dumbass like i'm like you know i don't you know he might have ruined this thing and then i'm gonna have to go and get another one and all this stuff sure so i'm like i'm just like he, his his big stupid shoe is on my thing and I, 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 I look at him and he's like oh, oh sorry and like he takes his foot off of it and I pick it up and like he didn't really mess it up at all which was fine it turns out we didn't end up get well you know we'll go, go to talk about the autograph thing but it, it was just like it's like dude like I mean it is just like a free like giveaway thing but I mean if it was my scorecard and he stepped on it like I would have been super pissed and yeah. like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with, I just, it's like, how do you, I just, it's very annoying. These, uh, just people being completely oblivious. It's like, 
you're stepping on something, whether it's mine or not. It's like you assume that it's on the ground next to me, that it's mine. Like, why, why are you stepping on this thing? It's fucking stupid. So, yeah. And so then he ended up not even like sitting in front of that seat. He went back over and sat like two seats away from me or something. Um, so yeah, I was like immediately annoyed and he was cheering for Xavier. So I, I turned to Jack. I said, I told him that this guy's an idiot and I'm like, you know what? I just, and it turns out the people behind us were also Xavier fans. There were a lot of Xavier fans there. Yeah. Um, and it's enough to make you want to root against Xavier. Um, you know, I clearly had no dog in this fight. Um, you know, I suppose it probably, in the long run, it's probably better to see the good team do good, like play good. But I, I wanted DePaul to win if for nothing else than to like, up to, to ruin the time of these other people around me. So like, yeah, I, I, very early on, I was like, I, I was definitely anti Xavier. So yeah, sure. I, I saw you uh, trying to like wipe off that scorecard or looking for looking for damage on it, not scorecard, yeah. but the roster. And I was I was wondering what happened, and you know, I, it it became clear to me. Yeah, this dumbass just put his big shoe right on it, and like again, it's like, yeah, it, yeah. I was envisioning this thing of like, if it's messed up, I have to go down and get another one that's not messed up. So if I if I get an autograph, it won't be on some shitty fucked up thing but whatever um so uh one thing that they said like very early on in the game like uh you know xavier was like um coming back on like defense or whatever and uh i heard the guy say like all right all right good switching good switching and i'm less like i'm not a i'm not a uh you know a in-depth basketball fan but i'm like you know i i've you hear people sometimes saying like kind of cheering for things at baseball games or whatever that like you don't normally uh, hear them cheer for and it's like they're just trying to be they're just trying to like cheer for something out loud to either establish who they're cheering for or just to hear themselves talk I don't know but like it seemed like he was very he was trying very hard I don't know sure well saying good switching that that's just trying to let people know that he knows what switching is right yeah exactly it's yeah it would be like if we said like all right great shift great shift you know yep. it's like all right man it's like you know how how do you judge a shift from one, one shift to the other? So, um, you know, it was just um, it was it was annoying. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that I'm I'm very glad the way the game turned out because like it did silence him and some of the other people. Although the people <laughs> behind us certainly made their own share of noise, but uh, I will say those people to our left they left at halftime. I don't know if they went and got better seats or what, but they coats and all left at halftime and never returned. So. I would like I would like to think they left. Um yeah, me too. it's po- it's possible that they that they went down to get better seats, but that I, if if there were 4000 people there, that means the lower bowl was probably pretty full and I doubt all those people would have been able to sit together. So, you know, f- considering what dumbasses they were, they probably just left. I yeah, I think that's a fair um assumption. Yeah, they um so th- there were a few uh a few like uh, uh, halftime games or you know between timeout uh, games that they mm-hmm. would that they would play. Um, you know, they, they were pretty pretty entertaining. Um, just so, sort of some macabre entertainment value. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a three point game it, where it was yeah. I wrote yeah. down three point game, Jack, but it was I think this was the the layup uh, free throw three point. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you know the basic premise of this one, they do it at most uh, most college basketball games is. Uh, you know, they, they bring two students out and they have them compete. They have to make a layup first and then a free throw and then a three-pointer. Um, and they get, you know, 60 seconds to, to do it. And I don't know how they're able to, you know, hone in, hone in on these people, but they, they find people <laughs> who just seem like they've never picked up a, a, a sports ball in their entire life and they, <laughs> yeah. they, have them, they have them play these games. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. And um, we saw these guys go back to their seats and they were in the student section and they were – they were sitting next to each other too. So I think they were actually friends, but yeah. like, yeah, they just did not look good. Like, I mean, you know, I, I, God forbid they came up to me to like do something like that because I would, I would say no, I would have the good sense, like the self preservation instinct to say no, but these guys, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, um, I don't know what the thought process is in agreeing to do that. I mean, like what, Unless you can win like a million dollars, like that free that like half court shot or something, like what is it? 
Like, what's your price, you know, to, to go out there and make a, an ass of yourself? Well, I'll say this, Jeremy. They they uh, at, at the Beloit game, I know what our price was, but at that Beloit yes. Snappers game in 2018, they did ask us to do the pig calling contest, and we agreed. Um, right. There there were a couple, you know, that we were going to do that for just the purposes of the podcast. So there you go. That's enough reason. Yeah. Uh, I also had the hunch that they asked us because we were the only two people they'd never seen at one of their games before. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I agree that, you know, if you're going to be put in a position like that would be like if, uh, you know, they, they wanted me to go up there and like play home run derby. You know, it's like, yeah, right. see if you can see if you can hit one of the warning track, you know, and I would I wouldn't be able to hit one, you know, over the over the infield. And yeah. then I'd look like I'd look like a moron. There's one there's one thing to do a contest where, you know, nobody else in, in the place is good at it or like you won't look stupid. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to put yourself in a position to make to make you look like a just a, a complete loser. Um, yeah. And that was that was the latter scenario that happened here. So, yeah, to do the thing that you're that you paid to see better people do on the same court at the same time, like you also <laughs> yeah, try yes. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. So. Um, so there was these two like college kids and like they were just like their layups were not layups. I feel like they were just like they were just like, um, you know, in the paint, like a, a field goal, like a, a just a regular like field goal shot. Yes. From the from the from the paint. Um, and then they they did that, I guess, easily enough. Um, then they I think feel like one guy struggled a lot. Uh, I don't know if it was on that the layup or the free throw. But they were like they were launching the the free throws like they were like you know throwing a boulder over like a fortress wall or something. Yeah, they're, they were taking jump shots too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was bad. And then eventually they they made they like painfully got to the three point uh, spot and like the first kid to get there was just I think he was like kind of ahead of the other guy and he was just he was just chucking these three pointers like just like they were like bouncing off the glass. They weren't even hitting like the. They're like bouncing off the glass and he was getting his own rebound without having to move. That's how hard he was like throwing them. Um, and then his friend caught up to him. But eventually that first kid, I think, ended up hitting a three pointer and winning the game. Um, but what was funny about it, 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 it was it went on painfully long and it was clear. They were making fools of themselves, clear that they were not good at it. And they they seemed the, the problem that I have with it is that they seemed to think that they were maybe cool or good uh, and they <laughs> weren't. They were neither. Um and so it was kind of funny because the kid sinks the three pointer and like, you didn't really notice it at the time, but he was wearing these kind of like weird blue shoes. And as soon as he hits the three pointer, like the, the in-house camera guys are, you know, he's on, he's on like the video board. And as soon as he hits it, the camera guy <laughs> like does a crash zoom right to his shoes. And he's wearing these like weird, like blue slipper, like padded slipper things. And, you know, there's like this meme, like, what are those? Like with like shoes, like that some kids invent, like started on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Um, and they're kind of making fun of like weird shoes. And that's kind of like what it was like. The guy did it. And like that immediately trumped anything that happened on the court. Like the <laughs> fact that he zoomed in on this guy's weird shoes, like immediately erased any sort of accomplishment these guys made on the court. It was it was very funny to watch as a spectator. Um, and it was just an ultimate like f you to those two kids who were out, out there competing, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that that kid with the shoes actually made his last three point shot too. So they just yeah, had he to... was yeah he wanted it was like right as soon as he he sunk it, the camera like boom went right to his shoes. Like he probably <laughs> knew like as soon as this kid hits it, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna do a, a you know a crash zoom on his shoes and kind of humiliate him, I guess, or something. But yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so th- there was there was that one, um, and then there was a halftime musical chairs game where they yeah. uh, they put um, uh, you know chairs at center court, and then you had to dribble like you know they had two two people going on opposing baskets, and they had to dribble all the way down to the basket and make a layup or a, a free throw or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they had to go they had to go back to the chairs and they would take the chairs away. Um, again, you know they found some people who were just clearly not any good at basketball. Uh, yeah. But the the last the last moment of it though, so the uh, you know finally you're down to only one chair left and and both people have to make a layup at the under end of the court. Uh, the guy there was a guy and a gal and the guy uh, the guy makes his layup and then he just stands there. Yeah. He didn't go back to the he didn't go back to the chair and it was like dude like are you trying to like let the let the girl win here like what are, what are you doing just go back to the chair. Yeah, it was it was weird. I I it seemed like. 
the concept was lost on him. And I think it was mostly because he was like, I felt like he was like the last guy each time to like in each previous round to yes. make the basket. Um, and then, yeah, he, I feel like he lucked into this shot. Um, we should say he also looked like a guy who may have been a regular at a Boyd snappers game. No, no, um, for sure. He had, he had weird Al vibes to me. I could see that. Yeah. Weird Al, like countrified weird Al. Like, <laughs> like if he was on duck dynasty or something, I felt like he had a duck dynasty ner- like a nerdy duck dynasty vibe going. So yeah. Yeah. Um, or like just probably just a DePaul grad student or something. I sure. Don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah, he had, he had, uh, definitely a nerdy vibe and, um, yeah, he, he I think he got very lucky with that with that last shot and like yeah, just didn't even know to, that he was supposed to run down and sit in the chair, but he managed to I think the other girl kinda gave up at some point and so he, he kinda just won. But. Yeah, I don't even you know, I don't know what they what they were even giving away in those games. They didn't no. they didn't make it clear. A lot of times it's like, you know, a free semester of tuition or whatever. Um oh. but I don't think that I don't think they were giving that away. <laughs> that would be crazy. That that's gotta be like the half court shot. Sure. Um, I was gonna say like they probably want like a ten dollar gift card to uh, to the gift shop. <laughs> yeah, the, a, a hot dog combo at the stand. Yeah, right. Extra uh, small soda. <laughs> Extra <laughs> yeah, ice. Yeah, right. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So the the student section, I guess, to stay on that that topic, was not very robust at this game. Um, you know, d- despite uh, despite everything, DePaul like despite having a new stadium, DePaul still does not have an arena on campus. So yeah. the students still have to take buses there and trains and whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're still still not getting many students. The ones that were there were pretty into it by the end, but uh, you know they 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 didn't have you know for for a uh, I guess a, a private school whatever they didn't have uh, many very many creative chants for I, uh, for the no. opposing team. No, no, no. Um, I well just to give some context, I was going to say like yeah, that, that's a good point about the Wintrust Arena. It's it's not anywhere near the the campus no um campus is right kind of in the heart of like uh, lincoln park mm-hmm. and then this is like kind of south loop so s- through downtown on the end of on the south end of downtown but yeah so the, the the and we should say at this point in the game i guess this is second half now and like depaul was uh leading at the half i believe right um, uh yes yes they were they were leading at the half they, they started off i think maybe like oh like five to nothing or seven, nothing or something like Xavier got out to like a good lead. And then somehow DePaul kind of just like got into the game and ended up taking the lead and, and kind of held, had the lead, I think for the rest of the first half. And then the beginning of the second half. Um, and like, yeah, so the, the, the student section actually, it has happened. This happened uh, multiple times during the game, but they were chanting, fuck Ohio, fuck Ohio, fuck Ohio. And like, I don't know. I mean, like, listen, I don't like to play the card of like, you know, like Bears versus Packers. You know, you always say like, you can, like people always say like, well, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we live in Chicago and you live in Green Bay. Like, I feel like that's the ultimate Trump card. I try not to go there because like, it, you know, the spirit of the rivalry is not about where they live. You know, sure. a couple of years ago, Chris Bryant said St. Louis is boring, uh, which may be true, but it's like, do we, should we really say, aren't we better than to say that out loud? Actually, I did kind of like my time I spent in St. Louis, but still, <laughs> um, I'd rather be living in Chicago anyway. You can go there, but it's like, it's almost, it seems almost unfair. Um, especially from Chicago. I mean, like there's, I think there are a few cities that can say like, um, that say they can offer more than Chicago. So I don't know. I don't even know if, it's worth getting into that, uh, going there. But so like, yeah, it seemed kind of weird for the, the Chicago college DePaul to be cheering fuck Ohio. Uh, not to mention the fact that Xavier is in Cincinnati, correct? Yes, um, it is. Um, I don't feel like Xavier has a strong, uh, or, or really obvious association with the state of Ohio. They're they're They, uh, they are there. They're located in Cincinnati, well, but like I could see if they were saying that about Ohio state, or something, right. but not Xavier. Well, you're right. Half the people don't even know Xavier is in in Ohio. No. But the other thing is Cincinnati is barely Ohio to begin with. It's across the – if anyone's ever been to the, the stadium, the Red Stadium, there's literally – like outside of the stadium, there's a bridge that, that you can walk into K- Kentucky. So it's mm-hmm. like Cincinnati is essentially Kentucky. So I don't, I don't know. Like um, I still – I feel like that's a technicality – uh, in and of itself so it was just it was kind of a weak chant i would say it was say, i'm you know if yeah. they were chanting like fuck joe burrow or something like that like you know sure. that could be or, a little more timely 
or like skyline chili sucks i think would be like a good like you know chant or some something like right make it a little less obvious but um yeah so whatever yeah that's what that's what you get when you know that's probably the one game they've all attended all year so that's uh that's what you get um yeah yeah, but the the people the xavier fans sitting behind us were not much uh we're not much better um so first of all they they were being sad sacks the entire game because xavier played like garbage uh they shot under 20 percent from three and under 40 percent from the field so it was just a cold night from everybody I, I read that uh, Colby Jones and Suli Boom, who was another uh, another guard for Xavier that uh, who'd really been coming on the last couple of weeks, he was a graduate transfer. Um, he was getting uh, chatter for Biggie's Player of the Year for a minute. Um, th- those guys, those two guards, went a combined four for twenty six from the field, um, which is yeah. awful. And I think a combined zero for eight from three. So it, it, when when your guards play like that, you're not you're not going to win too many games. Uh, especially not on the road against a, a high major uh, opponent, um, but uh, yeah, the, the people sitting behind us, and so th- this was these weren't the dumbass like you know twenty somethings that that uh, stepped on Jeremy's scorecard. The, the, <laughs> these were like uh, three or four people, Xavier fans, um, maybe our age or a little bit older than us. But I, these people I've... did not; they they just didn't know anything about basketball, man. It was um, it was crazy. Uh, th- there was I one. one uh, the, I think one of the guys was like. The guy's. Dad. I think one guy was like our age, and the other guy was like his dad. I thought yep. maybe. Yeah. 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 I would. Uh, I, w- I would agree with that. Um. And so they they were just saying the most obvious things, like you know, not not too different from what you might see at a baseball game. But after one play where Xavier got a fast break and they scored a basket off of it, the guy went, "Oh, we ran a play!" But that was like <laughs> the one time they didn't run a play and they <laughs> actually scored. So. That was ridiculous. Um, the game came down to the last the last shot, the very last play of the game. But with about a minute to go, um, DePaul was winning 71-70, to 70, and Xavier had the ball. Um, so, you know, Xavier was down by one. And the, this guy goes to his dad. He goes, we got to score here. And it's like, you think? Yeah. I think it was the dad who said it, actually. Sure. It, it, was, it was, yeah, hard for me to tell. But, yeah, it may have been. Yeah, so... Um... Hold on. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just like, yeah, it, it falls into that category of like in hockey when a guy gets a puck and they say, shoot it. Or like, yeah, when like, um, you know, it, they say throw it or something. It's like, got to score here. It's like, yeah, you think so? Like, did you do, did you crunch the numbers and figure out that if they're losing by one and the time is running out that they have to score? Um, so it was, uh, that one was just like I was I me and Jack gave like a silent look to each other. It was yeah. unfortunate that we couldn't talk shit <laughs> like in real time because they were right behind us, but that was definitely a looker. No, for sure. Um yeah, they they definitely would have heard. That was that was how that was how close close they were, but yeah, that was a bad one. Um but uh I I think the way that the game played out was kind of exactly uh, definitely exactly how I wanted to wanted it to play out. I was re- really hoping to see a close game. Um, I, I, the two college games that we've been to, we went to Northwestern versus Iowa, um, uh, in 2021, or actually it was 2020. I was right before the pandemic. And then yeah. we, uh, we saw UIC versus uh, UWM last year. Neither, neither one of those games was really very close. And, um, you know, Northwestern was garbage that season and, uh, uh you know, UIC versus UWM had no juice cause it was a small, uh, a small game. But, uh, this one had a, a high, ma- high major team in it and, you know, nothing, nothing is better. A few things are better to watch live. Than a really close college basketball game for the last few possessions, where it's you know going to come down to the last possession. So the the uh, the ending to this game was really exciting, even though the last the last ten seconds took about ten minutes just because there were a bunch of timeouts. That's how basketball is sometimes when it's close. But it was a really uh, it was a really close game, and you know Jeremy, I was glad we finally got to see a, a really good one for the for the podcast. Yeah, it was cool. Um, uh, I gotta say, I, I had a little, I had a little juice for that UIC game because because uh, UIC won that one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe it was just depressing for me because UWM looked so <laughs> shitty. They ended up firing their coach like two weeks after that. I don't know if I I told you that. Oh yeah, I don't think we've followed up on that. But yeah, uh, yeah, they did fire they did fire uh, uh, Patrick Baldwin Senior. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was a really good ending to the game. I was uh, I was lauding Sean Miller before the games. Uh, Sean Miller was Xavier's head coach, but I, you know I was like, yeah, this guy's a really good coach. 
uh, one of the best coaches in the country, which which I, I will I will say that he he's, I still think that um, he's a great mm-hmm. recruiter. He's a great X's and O's guy. Xavier's lucky to have him. I think they shelled out like five million a year for him uh, after um, you know after he left Arizona. But he, in my opinion, so they they had the ball. Um, they were inbounding it at ha- half court. They had one point nine seconds left to go. Um, I was thinking they were going to try to hit one of their uh, three point shooters um, off of a screen and just have him take like a thirty foot shot. Which actually, you know, they have the shooters for it, and it would have been better than what they did, which was pass it into the throw like a, a desperation pass into the post, which just ended up getting tipped, and then the the game was over. Xavier lost by I think one point, so yeah, it was a it was a bad last play. I don't know what you thought about that, Jeremy. No, I yeah, I mean, usually they they try to do some kind of like quick like pick and roll and like take get a jumper like, um, you know, down by one. I guess they probably would have preferred to take a two point shot, but like, um just with the amount of time and where they were inbounding from. Yeah. Maybe a three pointer would have been a better call. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it just, that the play at the end was, was pretty anticlimactic. It's one of those where it's like you, you needed a timeout to drop that play, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. It, um, and it's always kind of a bummer too. When, when you have that last play and you're like, Oh man, let's hope it's a shot. So we like, we have some type of uh, suspense before it either does or doesn't go down. But um, yeah, the guy got a, a, a the, the ball got tipped. The guy ended up getting it back and had a desperation heave at the end that that never really um, really had a chance. Uh, was it that was it Butler Duke in the NCAA where that came down to like that last shot? Yes, and Gordon Gordon Hayward took like a, a half court shot or a three quarter uh, three quarters court shot, and he almost made it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. that would have been, if, if that shot would have gone in, that would have been probably the greatest ending in uh, the history of college basketball to any, uh, to any game. Um, yeah. would have liked to see Butler win that one. Uh, Gordon Hayward, I think he's still playing in the, in the NBA. Um, yeah. but, uh, so the game ended, uh, it was easily the biggest upset of the day. Um, Xavier fell, uh, to DePaul and we, uh, we were ready to go outside. We weren't really sure what we were going to do. Um, if we wanted to wait for Xavier, uh, we did know, we did locate their team bus. So we, we stayed out there for, uh, probably about five minutes, but we started to get soaked. It was, it was, it was raining pretty hard outside. Yeah. It was just a really like unpleasant, cold rain. Um, we were saying that like, you know, if it, if it was a little colder and it was snowing, it probably would have been better. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like the rain was just like seeping into our like jackets and hats and and shoes and it was just it was unpleasant um so we we kind of waited it out there jack and i discussed it a little bit about like if we were going to try to get autographs um and i think neither one of us were necessarily feeling it especially after the loss um number one it killed a little bit of the 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 juice for getting the autographs but number two we figured it would be tougher uh to have anyone uh sign we weren't even sure if the players would be able were allowed to sign like maybe under regulations or something but and and even still, it would be a bad look. So we were kind of just like, well, if we're not going to get autographs, we might as well get the hell out of here because it just, you know, it would have been cool to see them walk out. But, um, you know, it just wouldn't have been uh, just wouldn't have been worth it uh, just to continue to get wet. We were like, again, like I had like several blocks walk to my car. Um, so uh, so, yeah, I ended up kind of getting out of there. But um, during the time we were there. We did see we did see some things uh, worth mentioning. So um, we did find like we did find the bus. Um, you know, we it was the the it says right on the thing Xavier team bus uh, mm-hmm. on the window. So we were we knew we were in the right spot. But we found like kind of like the back exit of the of the wind trust. And the first people that started rolling out were like the DePaul band. Um, so we were, I recognized like the drummer from the band and like there were kids carrying instrument uh, cases and stuff. And uh, I don't know which I don't know what instrument he had. He might have had like a trombone or a, a trumpet or something. But he walked this this as you can imagine, the stereotypical like dorky band member walks by and he walks by the Xavier team bus and he sees the sign and he goes, oh, Xavier team bus. <laughs> I hope it's warm <laughs> like, and just keeps walking. And it's like. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, even the band guys are ragging on us. You yeah, know? right. It's like this kid, this kid probably has never been in a position to 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 rag on anybody else, even probably within his own kind, like in the band world. But he goes like, oh, I hope it's warm. <laughs> it's like Jesus, like this kid is is sad. I think what they would they would say savage, uh, you know. 
um, ragging on these players. If, if only if only Kobe Jones or Zach Fremantle were around, he would have twisted this kid into a tuba. Um, but like <laughs> you know, and the kid might have been into it too as a band geek, I guess. But but yeah, so he just he he like got on his bus and you know just like kind of yucked it up. Um, so that was pretty funny. Uh, and then we did see some kind of like action over by the Xavier bus. And we were trying to figure out what was over there. Yeah, yeah. So one, uh, there was a bus driver on the Xavier bus. As you said, Jeremy, it was very, very clearly labeled. Like it's it's like they just, uh, they printed it, you know, on a basic printer. Like they printed out a graphic yeah. of like Xavier's logo and then just uh, on like an eight, eight by 10 piece of paper and just taped it to the the front of the bus so i was like that that's a little bush league for uh you know a high major school that's paying their coach five million bucks a year um but anyway these uh uh the, the bus driver's on there and then the Xavier, one of the xavier equipment managers gets on there and so it's just those two sitting in the bus and these dumbass uh depaul kids i don't even think they were with the band um it, like i think yeah. depaul also just busts some students to the game they they try to get on the xavier bus and they get about like a couple steps on and then the bus driver just kicks them off, and then they close. Uh, the bus driver closed the door, so nobody else could do that. Uh, yeah. That that was we we likened it to a time at Wrigley Field, or just like if you and I tried to get on like the Reds bus, and we're like, hey, is this the you know is is this the Addison bus? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, is it going to Cumberland? Like what? And, and we actually, I think, did see. Um, uh, we did see some people uh, at during baseball season try to get on the team bus, didn't we? Yeah, they got like they got somehow through all these checkpoints and were in like the zone where the players like load up on the bus and they were just like, "Whoa, what is this the bus? What is this like? Uh, you know, is this Bill's party bus?" And it's like, "No, this <laughs> is the fucking bus for the Cincinnati Reds, you idiot! Get out of here!" <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't know if it was like a family or like students or whatever, but they 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 got right on this bus as if they like you know it was their charter bus and uh, you know no, it was the players, man. So, um. Yeah, and they promptly were were kicked off, but like it was, um, yeah, it was just funny, funny. Yeah, to see. so it was, uh, you know, that it, I guess it never fails. Uh, you know, the more bus hangs you do, you're gonna see that. Um, the, the more I thought about it, Jeremy, uh, I, I did realize that the Xavier's players probably would not have been able to sign after that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they they tell them not to do that. I, maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel better that we didn't stay. Uh, that being said, I, I think we had ruled out autographs anyway. I, I, I was more down just to kind of watch him come out and like, just see what, just see what it looked like to watch a basketball team get on a bus. Um, yeah. and if it's kind of the same as, as what you get, um, you know, for baseball, but, uh, Hey, I'll say this. If we ever want to go to a college game at wind trust again, that was definitely there for the, the trying if we wanted yeah. to. So Maybe next time, um, you know, we could come a little bit more prepared and maybe actually see if we can get some autographs. Yeah, I mean, if we if there's a player, if there's a coach who used to play who has a card, you know, if we like order those cards ahead of time, so we have them in hand for the game, uh, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, Butler, uh, Greg Oden is a an assistant coach on Butler. Oh, really? Well, yeah. So let let's just hope he doesn't like exchange want to exchange like selfies with us or something. But um, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he he is a, he is an assistant coach for Butler, so he would be a guy worth getting. Wow, that's pretty cool. I did not yeah. realize that. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. um, cool. Well, yeah, I think it was a cool event. I don't know, like. Uh, I felt like Jack didn't want Xavier to to lose just for the credibility of it all, but yeah. you know, as a as a as an onlooker, you know, to have that made that big of an upset, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, Jeremy. Now that Jay Wright is, uh, uh, I'm I'm going to do some hand quotes here. Now that he has retired, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, the, the Big East needs all the good teams it can get. Marquette is doing really well right now; they're number sixteen. But you always want. Uh, the teams in your conference to, uh, you know, to do well um, and to be in the top 25, hell, the top 10, just because that, that's going to help your uh, your credibility a lot more come March and, and your seeding. So the more uh, the more street cred your conference can get, the better. Um, but, hey, that's okay. Xavier only dropped five uh, five points in the rankings. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they'll, they'll have time to recover. And it was a good loss for Marquette in terms of Marquette trying to be in first place uh, for the end yeah. of the season. So, Hey, I've, uh, but you're right, Jeremy. I didn't want Xavier to lose that game, but, uh, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I noticed that uh, several other ranked teams lost that night, yep. um, which kind of took a little bit of the juice away from, from this game, but sure. it was definitely the biggest upset. 
But um, and then Xavier ended up winning uh, handily their next game. So, you know, it seems like maybe a, a little bit of a hiccup. Um, I would say that it'd be cool. Like, I, you know, I feel like they'll probably make the tournament. So, like, I, I, you know, it's it'll be cool to see them in the tournament later, having seen them like in person. So, um, so, yeah, uh, you know, but uh, I you know, can't argue with the fact that like, that big of an upset uh, was pretty cool. So, um, you know. Yeah, it was it was fun, and uh, yeah, next year, um, yeah, let's, maybe we try to make a make a Loyola game, and we'll 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 complete the uh, we'll complete the uh, quartet of yeah. of ba- of basketball teams in Chicago. Yeah, most definitely. All right, well, we uh, seems like we're we're ready to wrap this one up, Jeremy. I don't know exactly what our next event is going to be, but um, uh, we'll uh, we'll figure something out. Um, we're yeah, kind of we'll getting another... the dold- doldrums of February. Yeah, we'll have another episode uh, regardless, um, you know, but uh, like to get to at least uh, one or two more events um, before baseball season starts. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what's uh, what's out there for the picking. But um, but yeah, we'll wrap this one up for now. All right. So for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sikowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later.